0: Okay, so see what I did there, lads. Episode twenty-eight. Fucking hell! Right, uh, I've long maintained that I do this podcast for selfish reasons. That this is for me, um, and if other people get benefit, you know, Jesus, that's fucking fantastic. But I'd be lying to myself and everybody else if I said if I thought that that was my main objective was to help other people. That's a lucky side. I'm delighted with it, don't get me wrong. I fucking it's probably my most favourite thing about it is that by default, other people get benefit out of it. That's just fucking fantastic. But the fact remains, it's not my primary motivation, and you know, that's cool with me. But I it how this has been helpful to me, doing these monologues or whatever you want to call them on a daily basis, is it's just giving me a a chance to notice a few things. So the last couple of days, the podcast has gotten away from me. I mean, what time are we on now? Uh, One o'clock. So it's one o'clock on a Wednesday and I'm recording this day's episode. Now, this is the earliest I've recorded today's episode or or a day's episode in a couple of days. And... uh, I'm under far less pressure here. I have I'm at home, I have the place to myself, herself is out and she's working, kids are in school or whatever else. It's midweek, so I'm at home and I have the whole place to myself and I can sit down in the sitting room and not worry about people coming in or me annoying people or whatever else. So it's great. I can I can sit I can settle down and just record the bloody podcast, which is fantastic. And I'm under no real pressure because if I don't do it right now, I can do it in half an hour or an hour or two hours time or whatever. Now last night and the night before, especially Not last night, but the previous one. That was recorded at... Well, it was recorded in two parts. I recorded the first part earlier in the day, but it was only two minutes long. And then I finished it off. I just did a sign off one at like 11 o'clock at night or something. And the reason that I haven't been recording them a day in advance, like I had been for the previous... The previous 14 episodes were probably recorded a day in advance and were therefore uploaded at 5 o'clock in the morning. I scheduled them. So if if this was number 29... I'll schedule it for 5 o'clock tomorrow morning, upload it now and forget about it. And then it just automatically gets uploaded in the morning and I have the whole day to do the next day's podcast. Robert your father's brother. Happy fucking days. But the reason that I haven't been on top of things was A, because the weekend fucks things up for me in relation to recording a podcast every day because the kids aren't in school. The kids are at home. So I have basically have to disappear out of the house to get my podcast done. And that's, you know... I was about to say leaving herself to look after the kids as though I don't want to be there. Or that her looking after her own kids is in some way a bad thing. It's not. But if you're a parent, you know yourself. You don't want your partner pissing off the weekend and leaving you with the kids. Now again, that kind of sounds, you know, leaving you with the kids. I don't mean to imply that my poor wife is stuck with the two children that mean more to her than anything. But, you know, you've had a long week. You need a bit of a dig at the weekend. It's harder to get away. So... What I'm going to try and do this week, great laid plans and all that jazz, but I'm going to try and get Saturdays and Sundays ready ahead of time. Because during this lockdown at least, Monday to Friday isn't an issue for me getting the podcast up. But the weekend is. And if the weekend is, if I I struggle to get Sundays up on Sunday, I obviously won't have one ready for Monday and that just puts on a bit of pressure. But anyway, the reason that this week and um, just gone got away from me a little bit was outlined in episode 25 so just a, a quick recap my mom I'll just put it in a sentence my mom had a rat in her house and it had to be dealt with so what that essentially turned into was me having to rip up the decking at the back of her house to see if this fucking rat was getting in and out underneath the decking where you couldn't see Because we'd scoured every corner of the outside of the house looking for a possible entry point, and there was none. And if there was, it was long-filled. So I suspected that this animal was getting in and out of the house as it pleased. The only place it could be doing that is under the Deccan. So up came the Deccan. Now, as it happens, the Deccan's been a bit of a death trap for the last couple of months. It wasn't maintained over the previous 20 years like it could have been. And look, Deccan has a lifespan, and it came to the end of it. So the whole thing had to be ripped up. Luckily enough, we found the hole, whatever else. But my time was consumed in tearing it down, loading it into the van, driving it to the recycling center, unloading the van, and then going back and repeating the process. So it was basically like I was back at work. Now, it's funny because I had thought, well, not that I had thought, but the thought had entered my head that when I went back to work, I'd be able to continue maybe doing these podcasts, not on a daily basis, but maybe on a bi-daily basis, because I was doing it with such ease there for a while, especially when I was a day ahead of myself. So I was thinking to myself, if I got a week ahead of myself, I could maybe keep them up on a daily basis when I went back to work. But what The weekend had showed me is when you're busy for fucking eight hours of the day, squeezing in even 15 or 20 minutes to record something like this is problematic. Now, it's only problematic because of what Irish people at least know as fannying around. I spoke about penes and vaginas the other day. I'm going to specifically talk about fannying around. I don't know if fannying around and vaginas have anything in common. But, you know, there you go. And if you find the term fannying around offensive, tough. Anyway, fannying around, for those of you that don't know, basically means wasting time. So whenever you're not actively doing something that needs doing, you're basically fannying around. Okay, So I noticed myself looking for time over the last couple of days. I was like, oh, fuck, where am I going to get the time to do this? And where am I going to get the time to do that? Because I was busy taking care of this fucking rat issue. And, you know, whatever else I've gone on as well, of course. But I couldn't say honestly to myself that I didn't have the half an hour or even the hour that it would take to do a bit of research, sit down, record it and upload it. I genuinely couldn't say that to myself. I could say it in lie to myself. But if I'm being honest with myself, I couldn't say that over the last couple of days, as busy as I've been, that I didn't have an hour. And the reason for that is for the amount of fannying around I do. Now, I don't do it intentionally. I don't think anybody really does. And just on that specific point, if you've planned to do nothing, so if your plan for today, tomorrow, or the weekend, or whatever it is, is to just fucking lie on the couch, eat biscuits, and watch Netflix, or YouTube, or whatever it is, if you've planned to do that, and you're looking forward to it, and you've earned the right to it, like, you know, you've had a busy week, or a busy month, or whatever, and you feel entitled to it, and that it will be beneficial, that's not fannying around. That's, you know, that's just resting. That's, you know, um... What do the Yanks call it? Not R&D, that's research and development. What the fuck? R&R. Rest and relaxation. There we go. That's rest and relaxation, and it's crucially important for everyone and anyone to have proper downtime. But what fannying around is, is you eat your lunch, that takes you know half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever length of time it takes you to prepare it and eat it. The five minutes that you spend on your phone after that, that's fannying around. Unless you need to look up something. Now, there's a tricky one here because if you've got your phone in your hand and you're looking at stuff, provided you're not endlessly scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or something, if you do that, just stop it, okay? Delete all your fucking accounts or bury the app so that you have to unlock your phone and hit ten, go through 10 different steps to get to it. Make these things harder to get to. It's like if you have a problem with chocolate, if you eat too much chocolate put whatever chocolate is in your house into a bag and tie a knot on it. Then get another bag and put the bag with the knot on it into that bag and tie a knot on it. And by all means, go to the fucking fridge or the press or wherever you keep your chocolate and pick like you've always picked. But you'll have a pain in your bollocks opening and closing all these bags and it might just help to reduce what you're doing. It's just a... Look, it's it's not a long-term solution because what will happen over time is you'll just stop tying the knots in the bag and it'll run out. But... It might just help you in that initial getting out of the habit of going to the press all the time. Even changing the press, I find, helps. Like There used to be a press that we kept the chocolate in, but then I moved it to a different press. And what I found was i go to the press that the chocolate used to be in out of habit. I'd open it and go, oh, fuck, no, I've moved that somewhere. And just that little, that little inconvenience, that little, that little... Time to go, oh, where is it? Oh yeah, I remember, it's over there. It just clicks with you. Oh yeah, I move that because I'm a fat cunt and I can't stop eating all the time. So even that will just possibly reduce the amount of time that you actually consume the stuff. Little tricks like that go a long way. They're not you know permanent solutions because you know, in the case of changing presses, you'll just get used to the new press and you'll stop going to the old one. So these things have their they have their their lifespan say but that's not to say that they're not without their utility. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make about fannying around is first and foremost try and be aware of it. Okay? Now when you're looking at your phone and when you're fannying around, like that's when I do pretty much all my fannying around. It's when I'm on the phone. And in the moment, like I'm always looking at something interesting. I wouldn't in a million years anymore, thankfully. Scroll through Facebook or stroll, scroll through Instagram or any of these things. That is just absolute poison. There's no upside to that whatsoever. But I might watch a, a YouTube clip or I might be reading a, a Wikipedia page or, or an article from the news or, or whatever. And in the moment, I generally tend to think that I can justify it or I feel like I can justify it because what I'm reading is is educational to a degree. I'm learning about stuff. But how much of that is retained and how much of that is in any way beneficial to your life? Like knowing how the world's best table tennis player, you know, knowing how they polish their fucking shoes before a tournament, like that's there's no upside really in knowing that. So there there are things that might you might find interesting, but you have to ask yourself, what value do they have? Because things can be really, really fucking interesting, but of no benefit. And if you're reading something that's really, really interesting, but of no benefit, unless you've set aside the time to specifically do that, odds are you're just fanning around. Which brings me to my next little soundbite. Fannying around was the first one. And it's a term that I heard first by past guest and friend of the show, Porrick Riley. What Podge said to me before was, Our minds are overfed and undernourished. I fucking love that. I'm going to say it again. Our minds, or maybe he said our brains, I don't know, but our minds are overfed and undernourished. And that just succinctly encapsulates exactly what I was just saying there two seconds ago. We're flooding our brains with all this information. And it's interesting shit, but it's of no value. So the straight analogy with food would be you're eating loads you're eating chocolate and crisps and deep fat fried foods and ready meals and stuff in packets basically anything that's in a packet lads isn't worth eating for the most part especially not you know regularly and if you have a look at your diet if you think of all the different things that you eat if they all come out of a plastic wrapper odds are you've a terrible diet but anyway i digress you can eat plenty And be undernourished. Okay. And I think that the Western diet generally. So, you know, think of English speaking countries. When I say Western diet or Western values, broad sweeping generalization, but that's basically English speaking countries. But anyway, our minds are overfed and undernourished, just like our bodies are. We're consuming way more than we need, but not nearly enough of what we need. Okay. Which leads me to another expression, which is leg day. Leg day, you might have heard, is a term in, I don't know if it's in bodybuilding or in just weightlifting in generally, but the idea of leg day is you'll often hear people giving out about leg day, or you'll often hear that people are skipping leg day. Because let's say you're doing weights twice a week to look good, Okay. So bodybuilders, that's what they do. They do it for the look. It's not for functional strength. It's for the look. And, you know, I've no issue with that. I'd fair play, whatever you're into. But what they're looking to do is get bigger and to look good. And they usually split their upper body and their lower body workouts. So they'll do lower body, which will be legs, basically, on one day, and upper body on another day. But as you can imagine, you get a lot more, you know, smiles from the girls or the boys or whatever you're into from having big arms then you will have having big legs for obvious reasons. They're, they're just more on show. They're more noticeable. They're more at our eye level, if nothing else. Our legs tend to be a lot more hidden away than our upper body. So you have this saying of, of this expression of leg day. And if you just Google image leg day, you get loads of pictures of people who really have fucking skipped leg day. And you'll have these guys with huge big shoulders and massive big chests and fucking arms bursting out of their t-shirts. But then they've got, you know, the legs of an 11-year-old girl underneath it all. And it's just a bit, oh, geez. But anyway, the reason that I'm mentioning that is you've heard of leg day, but you've never heard of neuroticism day. I certainly haven't. The analogy that I'm trying to draw here is, in weightlifting, you'll do the upper body work because you get the benefit from it, and you, you can see it in the mirror yourself, and it's the bit that everybody else sees, and that's why you're doing it, which is great. And with us, with humans, for the way we think, I wonder: is there an equivalent? So the idea being that we watch Netflix, say, to make not to make not explicitly to make ourselves feel good, but. It, We watch things that make us, we watch things we like, whether it's a a sitcom or a series or a documentary or a movie. We watch things that we like and we enjoy doing. But we don't do things that maybe we should. So I don't watch horror movies, for example. It's just they don't interest me, they scare the bollocks out of me and I'm just not into it. Now, I don't watch movies a lot, but anyway, aside from that, I've never watched horror movies, really. And I typically don't watch, you know, chick flicks or sad movies or romantic movies or any of that crack. If I watch a movie, it's typically, you know, the the typical hero's journey thing. So any kind of Batman or Superman or, you know, somebody saving the day, I'd be into that. War movies, I'd be into that. Gangster movies, different things like that that I'm into. But I don't ever go out of my comfort zone and watch things that there could be a massive benefit in watching. But I just, I, 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 suppose I, I stay away from it because I just, I just, I just have an aversion to it. I just don't like it, so I don't do it. But the crossover here is with our diet. There are foods that we mightn't particularly like, but we know we should eat. So whether that's you know a meat or fatty foods or calorie-dense foods or nutritionally rich foods or whatever it is. There are things that we like, you know, chocolate, crisps, that kind of stuff, you'll eat that to beat the band. But we don't typically push ourselves as much as we should at least in order to eat more nutritious foods. And I'm just wondering, is there something to that? Is there something to, you know, leg day versus neuroticism day? Is there things that we do mentally and things that we don't do mentally, and if we can just try and get our heads around which is which, you know, we could be the we could be the better for it. And as I said at the outset of this recording, the benefit of doing these is for me first and foremost. And this episode might have been a bit waffly. Not waffly. I mean, I I had a I had something in my head, and I didn't entirely know what it was. But we're on fucking 80 minutes now and it's done. And I get to read back over this or listen back to this, should I say, and go, oh, fuck yeah, I can see where I was trying to go in that moment, where I ended up, where I got maybe a little bit lost. And that's only going to work towards helping me concretize my thoughts and get me head around certain things and maybe fanny around less to maybe not overfeed and undernourish my brain and my body. Because there's no separating those two things. Maybe there's certain things that I need to do. Like I don't mind doing leg day. I don't have an issue with leg day. I, I view my training as being sports specific. And the beauty of mixed martial arts is you can't jump high enough. You can't lift heavy enough. You can't move fast enough. It's just, it really is an all around thing. So I, I'd be doing things like, like I'd be doing a lot of um, deadlifts now, I don't see the utility in a swimmer being able to lift an awful lot of weight off the ground. Now, look, I don't know anything about swimming training, so I stand to be corrected there. But the point remains, certain disciplines or sp- sport or whatever it is require different attributes. So I would imagine that a swimmer will spend a hell of a lot more time working on strengthening their arms and the will their legs because i would imagine that again I stand to be corrected but i would imagine most swimming styles would be 80 90% arms and only you know maybe 10 or 20% legs but with mixed martial arts you can't be strong you can't be you can't you just can't be strong enough anywhere because everywhere's relevant and that's what i love about it it's so well rounded but on that somewhat waffly note. I'm going to have a listen back to this. I'm going to see what was good and what was bad about it. I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it. I would have recorded episodes like this before and not uploaded them because I was afraid it was too waffly. And there was, there was no joke in the middle. And it was just a bit stop and starty. But fuck it. I have to take my own advice. Get out of my own way. Record it. Upload it. Be the better for it. Tomorrow's a new day, I'm going to try and get another podcast out now while I have the house to myself, get a bit ahead of myself, not have what has happened to me the last couple of weekends happen to me this weekend, and use this six weeks lockdown to set myself up for when things go back to quote-unquote normal. And we're just past the halfway mark of this. And I know not everybody's locked down, but everybody has been affected. And what I'll say to you now is, You've two and a half odd weeks until things go back to quote-unquote normal. Don't let that come as a surprise. Don't end up saying to yourself, oh, fuck, that six weeks was great. I was meditating or I was running or I was doing the Wim Hof breathing thing or whatever it is, and now I'm back to work and all that's over. Try, if you can, to concentrate on the next two weeks to not just make the most of what's left of lockdown, but to set yourself up for when you go back to what will be more, again, quote-unquote, normal. And I'll chat to you tomorrow.